Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. An unrepentant advocate for the truth people need to know. Stay informed with Vicki McKenna on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to the program. I am Vicki McKenna, News Talk 1130 WISN. Another winner reported yesterday in the iHeartRadio uh, iHeartRadio Music Festival Flyaway Contest on the Mark Belling Show. Three winners yesterday. Three winners in one day. Not on my show. I don't know why you guys don't like me. But anyway, that means we are doing really, really well as a radio station in a nationwide contest. You would think you'd have one or two. We've had, I think now, 20 or 21 winners. So how would you like to be the next winner of the iHeartRadio Music Festival Fly Away Contest, which is a trip for two to the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Vegas, September 22nd and 23rd, which includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, two nights hotel, ground transportation, and tickets to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Um, Also, if you win, you'll qualify for the VIP upgrade. I'll tell you about that in just a second. But let me give you today's, um, or this hour's word. It is fun. Would it not be so fun to attend the iHeartRadio Music Festival? Text the word FUN, F-U-N, to the number 200-200 for your chance to be yet another winner from WISN. FUN! is your word. Remember, if you enter the contest, you'll get a text confirming your entry, plus iHeartRadio info, standard data, and message rates apply. If you win, you will go into a drawing for the grand prize VIP upgrade. Here's what that includes. First class airfare, ground transportation, at home and in Vegas, three nights stay in a penthouse at Area Sky Suites, a $10,000 gift card from Capital One. You'll be able to meet a bunch of the artists performing both nights. Uh, You'll be able to interview an artist at the broadcast room. Um, Pick your favorite act each night to watch from the exclusive VIP platform. We'll give you press credentials, iHeartRadio press credentials. You'll be able to walk with a performer on the red carpet. Uh, Lots of other exclusive stuff as well. And if you win the grand prize, we will cover all of the taxes because this is a very expensive uh, package. So you'd be paying some taxes on it. But uh uh-uh, because if you win the grand prize, we got you covered on the taxes as well. Good luck. The word is fun. And the number is 200. 200. So here's what's coming up on the program. Sheriff David Clark will join me on the show. Um, We'll get an idea of what his plans for the future are and his reaction to almost the media temper tantrum. The, uh, about the way he left the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. So we'll, we'll chat with him. Also, Scott Manley from Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce to talk about some pretty ugly shenanigans that took place in joint finance on the budget. Um, yet another lobbyist deal that has the potential to put a noose around the neck of the Wisconsin sand mining industry. 
and we are ground zero for sand mining because our sand, a, a specific type of quartz sand in Wisconsin, is the perfect sand for hydraulic fracturing. So since the technology on hydraulic fracturing has been been perfected or is is becoming even more perfected and more efficient able to you know allow companies to go get oil and gas reserves where they couldn't previously mine wisconsin becomes that much more important because we have a special kind of sand here we've been mining it for about 100 years but the environmentalists hate it and they're trying to find a way to shut down the industry. What joint finance just did, and I'll let Scott explain it to you, is assist in helping the left-wing environmentalists kill off Wisconsin sand mining if they so choose. And it's going to make it a lot harder to fight against it. So we'll talk about that on the program. Um, here's where I want to I want to start. Scott, did you hear the story or see the story? I saw this on Channel 6 about the woman who thought she found $150,000 in cash. You see this one? She's in Brookfield. She's walking through a parking lot. She gets called over by a gal who says, hey, is this your wallet? And the wallet is so fat with cash that it's remarkable to this woman. She says, it looked like a brick. She said, no, that's not my wallet. They call over another woman. Hey, is this your wallet? Are you seeing where this is going to go? And the other woman said, no, that's not my wallet. So the three women together decide finders keepers. Um, that's illegal, in case anybody was wondering. No such thing as finders keepers with lost cash. It's called theft if you steal it. Anyway, so the one woman says, hey, you know, I work for a realty company and we have a money counting machine there. Here's what we'll do. We'll all drive over to the realty company and I'll put the money through a money counting machine. So they all get in the car and they pile in and they go into the back parking lot of a realty company. And I'm not going to say the name of the realty company because the woman was scamming. She goes inside the door. A couple of minutes later, she comes back out and she says, you're not going to believe this. There's $150,000 in cash in this wallet. The only way, though, I'm going to agree to split this is if you all give me $2,000 to prove that, um, that you're not scamming me. So one woman gives her $2,000. <laughs> what do you suppose happens? That's right. The woman who claimed to be a realtor who was not a realtor, and the other woman who claimed to be, you know, just a passerby was not a passerby, but done on the scam absconds with her $2,000. Word to the wise. Number one, if you find lost cash, pick up the phone and call the police. Over a period of time, if nobody claims the cash, you get to make a claim on it. But if you keep the cash in a finder's keeper kind of greedy zeal, you're guilty of theft. Number two, if somebody tells you you have to give them money to split money, it's a scam. It's called the pigeon drop. And this woman was a victim of the pigeon drop after she thought she was going to victimize somebody else. So she got what was coming to her. Don't you agree? Anyway, go read that story. It's the, I, I, I mean, it's just the most jaw-dropping story of the day that anybody could be this greedy and stupid 
simultaneously. Um, Fox 6 did not put her face or her name in the story because she was just so embarrassed. Yeah. You ought to be. $2,000 lighter in cash. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back and talk about some shenanigans, courtesy of some lobbyists and Republicans in the Joint Finance Committee. We'll be right back. Fun to fly away to the iHeartRadio Music Festival in Las Vegas, wouldn't it? Jeez, that would be so much fun. But I can't go. Yeah, not allowed. Um, but it would be fun. Just saying. So let's go to the budget. I, a lot of the stories that came out about the deal that was struck in joint finance and was approved on a 12 to 4 vote. Um, it's not terribly trustworthy information, I'm sorry to say. I'd like to talk a lot more about the budget today. Uh, unfortunately, I'm already catching errors in what is being reported. Um, one of the things that was being reported earlier today is that prevailing wage repeal did not make it into the budget. But then Representative Hutton put out a press release saying full prevailing wage repeal did make it into the budget. So you see the problem. Um, there is one element that did make it into the budget, however, the deal um, from joint finance. It hasn't been voted on um, by the Assembly or the Senate. But it is something that I have confirmed is very concerning. It is a change that was made codifying court language. Um, and the way the Joint Finance Committee wrote the language would put one of Wisconsin's key industries at risk of being shut down by local interests, potentially lawsuits, uh, and that Wisconsin industry is sand mining. Scott Manley from Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce is on the phone to explain something that has not been well explained in any of the media stories, and there haven't been that media, many media stories on it in the first place. But explain to me what you and I were talking about and, and, and how this language affects Wisconsin sand mining, if you don't mind. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Vicki. And, and before I do that explanation, I think the, the, the background on this is that um, some towns in Wisconsin have decided that they don't want uh, certain types of mining to occur in their boundaries. And instead of regulating uh, land uses that are uh, permitted or not permitted, they're using very aggressive, unattainable environmental regulations as a way to block um, development and, and in many cases very specifically sand mines or, or in some cases even large dairies. And so they, they, what, their, what their tactic is is they adopt air and water quality standards that no one could meet and apply it just to a specific industry uh, in order to prevent them. Um, we have always argued that they are preempted from doing that because Supreme Court case law in Wisconsin says that uh, local governments are preempted from doing things that conflict with state law or violate the spirit of state law. And the state legislature has passed laws establishing statewide standards for air quality okay. and statewide standards for water quality and statewide permitting programs for air and water that are administered by the Wisconsin DNR. The legislature has said the DNR is our environmental regulator. So our argument has always been that local governments can't do this. Well, the, the language that was put into the budget last night said 
uh, local governments are preempted from regulating air and water, um, but only applied that to quarries that um, are operating in conjunction with a public works or transportation project. So it basically so, so no dairies, no no sand here. mines, just quarries. No, just quarries. So just just quarry. Well, and sand mines meet the definition of of quarry, but the way they wrote this is only quarries that produce uh, non-metallic, uh, you know, aggregate m- minerals that are used in transportation projects. And you know, the, the, there's so many problems with that, including we're, you know the idea that the legislature is going to apply regulation based on who buys your product, not based on what you're doing. Um, but the big problem for sand then is that by implication, if the legislature is saying local governments are preempted, you know, from harassing you with these costly and punitive local ordinances, but only if you're a quarry providing material for a transportation project, you know, if you're a sand mine, you're, you're basically out of luck. Out and, of luck. So, or a dairy, probably, because... Dairies, big, bigger dairies have also drawn the ire of town officials as well. This was a couple of lobbying groups that got together and, you know, and, and essentially um, worked to get the legislature to carve out a special protection for quarries that were producing materials used in road construction and leaving everybody else to fend for themselves if local town officials decided that at that particular moment they didn't want the sand mine operating. And they could come up with any kind of environmental standard they want. They could say there could be zero parts per million of any particulate matter. Um, if that's what they decided, then the state, no longer would the state Supreme Court um, rulings cover the sand mines because the state of Wisconsin legislature decided to only uh, protect quarries involved in road projects. That's going to be a problem because we have over a thousand people employed in sand mining in Wisconsin. It is a multi tens of millions of dollar business and growing in our state. Well, it's growing and, and it's likely to grow more with Foxconn because uh, the you know what you make glass out of is silica, and right. that's what sand is. And so we have a tremendous opportunity for Wisconsin. Um, sand mines to supply silica for the glass making industries that that are going to provide uh, glass for for Foxconn LCD panel televisions. So I, I would argue that the, the timing of of injecting this uh, uncertainty into our regulatory framework, you know, couldn't be worse. In that no, regard. because you could. I mean, literally, a, a town council, you know, filled with environmentalists. Or just a majority of environmentalists can say, you know, we think silica is bad. And they can cite some, you know, some study that says silica is bad, even though there have been multiple studies, including one that actually won an award, um, looking at the health impacts, the air quality, the water quality uh, impacts of crystalline silica, and found that there is not any, any health risk or water risk or anything like that. They don't need to pay attention to that award-winning study. They can just say, we don't care. We've got some environmental group that says it's bad. We don't want the sand mine operating within our, our boundaries any longer. Yeah, and, there's, and this goes even a step further, Vicki, because there's, in addition to the concern with, with preemption and carving out preemption for only one industry to the exclusion of, of all others, there's another Supreme Court doctrine in Wisconsin known as the diminishing asset rule 
that applies to the non-metallic mining industry, and it says if you have land that's being operated as as a quarry, as a, as a non-metallic mine, um, you have a, a vested right in that property that can't be taken away, and that extends to the the portions that you haven't mined yet. So, in other words, if I'm a, if I own a quarry, and I've got multiple parcels of property. Uh, but I'm only mining on one of them, and and I'll mine on the others when I, you know, when circumstances necessitate. The diminishing asset rule says that local government can't take that, you know, can't regulate that unmined land and, and essentially take it away from you. This this bill codifies the again codifies the diminishing asset rule, which is which is good law, it's very helpful and important law, but codifies it only for quarries that are involved in government public works. Wow. What is going on? This is, look, this is obviously, um, this is shenanigans. That's what this is. Obvious shenanigans by members of the legislature who are being plied by lobbyist interests, the Towns Association, and the people who mine for materials to be used in road building. Um, Letting everybody else fend for themselves. Uh, Governor Walker can strike this down, can he not? Or the state of Wis- I mean, the senator, the assembly could vote uh, against this, could they not? Well, they could. Right now, it's it's in the it's in the budget that will go to the legislature, and you know, obviously, we we'd love to see them take this out of it because we we see this as a tremendous step backwards, and it's unfortunate because I think that if we you know the the relief that that uh the the quarrying industry is looking for is is you know we we do not disagree with that in fact we we recognize that there's a problem and that um town governments have been behaving badly and i think there's a there's a fix that that's very obvious to this which is to just simply codify that uh that the, the dnr is our environmental regulator in this state and that local governments for everybody. are prohibited from yeah, for everybody, for everybody. For everybody. Not, not because the quarry people were getting sick of being harassed by the town governments, because they were, which is why they partnered with the town governments to say, hey, you support us for our specific carve-out, and we won't get in the way and try to make you, you know, help any other industry that we're not involved in. This is pitiful politics, and it potentially puts one of Wisconsin's key and growing industries at risk. Just in one county, in Wood County in Wisconsin, sand mining brought in almost $60 million per year employed over 900 people, and that was back in 2015. And it's likely been growing since then. And and as you point out with the Foxconn project, it will grow even more. Um, This is short-sighted and cheap political shenanigans, it seems to me. And if the legislature doesn't take it out, then when you start seeing those sand mines close down, you've got Republicans to point the finger at, not Democrats this time. Well, it's bad policy, um, and I think it's the kind of... A policy that if if you tried to enact it in the light of day, going through the traditional legislative process where you have committee hearings and an opportunity for people impacted by the legislation to show up and and you know explain why it's good or bad, uh, you know I would suggest that this this version of this policy change would not move forward. Yeah. Because I just I just don't know why. Uh, lawmakers of any political affiliation would, you know, would want to say we're going to pick winners and losers in in the area. Oh no! And, and I'll tell you what regulation. the winner. I'll tell you who the winner will be. That would be the Wisconsin Republican Legislature picking Minnesota as the winner because they're not going to shut down their sand mining. 
They're going to keep doing it. So that's just our legislature deciding to pick another state's sand mining industry over our own. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Own and another state's uh, employees over our own in a short-sighted attempt to make lobbyists happy who no doubt uh, have, have agreed to compensate some campaign fund sometime in the future. Scott Manley, thanks for being on the program. Um, we got to watch this one because the legislature can amend it. Governor Walker can also uh, strike this from the budget. Um, but it, now it's going gonna, it's gonna to involve pressure to get that done. Right. You're exactly Good right. You. Good to have you on the program. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Thanks for having me, Vicki. Scott Manley, Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce. You know, this is why you, even when your own people are in, are in government power, you have to watch everything like a hawk. This is ridiculous. Why would you pick Minnesota over the state of Wisconsin? They're going to keep mining for sand. They'll supply Foxconn. They'll start up new mining operations there. While the state of Wisconsin allows Madison environmentalists to go organize efforts to shut down our processes across the state. Anyway, i got to take a break because I want to get to Sheriff Clark and not give him short shrift. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the program. The very sudden departure of the controversial Milwaukee County Sheriff David Clark. That's how we keep hearing the news stories. It was very sudden, and he's very controversial. Um, It wasn't so sudden, and the only reason Sheriff Clark is controversial because he is not a left-wing Milwaukee County Sheriff at the same time as he is a black man. That's why you're controversial, Sheriff Clark, by the way. It's great to have you on the program. I congratulate you on your new endeavors, and... Um, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. Uh, you've been great. News Talk 1130 WISN has been great. Dan, Jay, Mark, uh, you guys have been fair, and that's all really all I, add, all I ask out of the media. There have been times you guys have disagreed with something that I've done, whatever, and that's fine. I don't look for people to agree with me. Let's just have a conversation. But the left-leaning media in this town, I find them to be, and found them to be over the last 15 years, very unprofessional, amateurish, in fact, that sometimes I find that they're purveyors of fake news when it comes to reporting on me. And I also find that the the, the media here is uh, politically biased and leftist politics, and so that skews and slants how they cover me. But that's all right. I'm in a political arena. That's fine. I can take it. I can deal with it. But in terms of my departure... Uh, that was at a time of my choosing. Yeah, it was sudden to them because they had no idea that it was going to happen. And uh, that's the way I wanted it. They weren't happy about that. They all wanted to do, especially TV, exit interviews, uh, you know, on my future, my new endeavors. And, and I said, no, I, I left the local media in my rearview mirror a long time ago. As a matter of fact, I challenge anybody to name when the last time they saw me on a local television station doing an interview. Uh, I won't deal with people like that. 
You're controversial. That's what they keep saying, controversial. In fact, we had the top of the hour news uh, describe you as controversial. You're controversial because you're a black conservative. You're controversial because you're a Donald Trump supporter. You're controversial because you speak things truthfully like Black Lives Matter is a racist, anti-American organization that is only on the planet to upend the rule of law. You say these things and you push back against the prevailing wisdom. That is what now accounts for controversy. You always have to laugh because whenever I hear that, I see and I ask uh, controversy with who? Because if you go into conservative circles and if you go into even many moderate circles, they don't see me as controversial. They'll say, hey, he speaks his mind. They'll say he's blunt. He's forceful. Uh, He's his own person, things like that. That doesn't make me controversial. Nobody owns David Clark. Uh, nobody will own David Clark. Slavery was outlawed a long time ago. But what many elected officials, not just in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, but throughout the United States, they're afraid of the media. They're afraid that the media will write something bad about them or write negative stories or continue to snipe at them every time you turn around. And, Vicki, I've said this on your program, and you know this to be the truth. I don't care what they write about me. As a matter of fact, the fact that they're writing it all means I'm relevant and they're trying to take some of that relevancy away with some of the labels and some of the names, you know, that they'll, you know, he's crazy, he's this. Well, okay, fine, whatever you want to say is fine, but the fact is that they're still covering me, and that means something. So I was presented with an opportunity uh, by America First uh, Action, the Super PAC, and by the way, there'll be another announcement coming shortly as to another one of my uh, ventures because there are some more out there that I'm, I am going to pursue, but I'm in a good place, and that's why I said I left at a time of my choosing, and uh, these individuals came to me. I wasn't looking for a job. I kept telling everybody I had a job, even in my discussions with the Trump administration. I said, I want to be in a position to help this president, President Trump, with his agenda, with his vision, with with his uh, uh, policies for America, and I wanted to be able to do that in a very out front way because of my ability yes i'm patting myself on the back there my ability to message and what i mean by that is i speak in plain language that transcends a lot of demographics and people when they hear me they go man you make a lot of sense and so i wanted to be in that position and uh you know if they didn't have one or or if there was one that uh, i didn't find i'd be able to do that i walked away and but i want i want to make this clear and this is very important and this is one of the things that the the leftist media especially now uh, is still continuing to run with this fake news narrative. There is no daylight, Vicki. There is no daylight between myself and President Trump. We are on the same page. I support this guy wholeheartedly. I will continue to support him wholeheartedly. Uh, I still have conversations with him. There's no daylight. The question was, where could I be of best help to this administration? Was it going to be inside the administration? or outside the administration, and I finally found one outside the administration, and it frees me from the shackles of all this. You know, when you're inside the White House, you got to walk on eggshells. you got to be careful how you say things. you got to get approval for everything, and then you say something that may be uh, taken out of context, and then they're running to the president, and they're running to the chief of staff. Hey, Clark said this. Do you condemn that, or do you... Uh, uh, approve of that sort of thing. I didn't want that. And so I'm in a position now. And the people at America First, uh, Brian Walsh, they made it very clear. They said, we want you to be 
yourself. So they gave me a role as a senior advisor and spokesperson for many of these issues, and they transcend law enforcement, okay? Tax reform, market-based health care, and to illegal uh, immigration in this country. Uh, those sorts of things are important to me, and they're important to America First Action. So this is a match made in heaven. Well, and your your platform and your profile is now just been expanded. You are a Milwaukee County Sheriff who managed to have a national profile as Milwaukee County Sheriff. But you were still going to be limited by the constraints of your responsibilities and, and frankly, your authority as Milwaukee County Sheriff and what you could do. Um, and, and you saw what happened. You would say something in Washington, D.C. the moment you got back to Milwaukee. You got some reporter in your face saying, um, you know, asking somebody if they agreed with you. You know, what did, what did Clark say in Washington, D.C.? He said this. Do you agree with that? Or, or they tried to figure out a way to undercut your actual elected authority. Um, that's not a problem any longer. So I guess I'm, I'm wondering what the media is going to do when your profile is exponentially expanded because now you have, you have instant access to, nas- you know, to national attention. Right, and the thing that some of the responsibilities I have, I'll continue to travel the country speaking, meeting with political leaders, meeting with groups, trying to rally the base, uh, spreading the message about uh, what this administration is really trying to uh, put forth and, and, and get it through unfiltered where, you know, most of the fake news that comes out now about what Don, President Donald Trump is doing, it's all spin, it's all, uh, they, they, they take things out of, out of context, and, you know, they do everything that they can to nullify what we the people last November decided that we wanted to do with our government, and it was for Donald Trump to lead the executive branch to be the president of the United States. And I think that what has happened to him, uh, over, and we're just talking seven, eight months in, but it's been unprecedented, unprecedented. it's been ugly, uh, it's a sin before God if you ask me that they won't let this man govern. We could continue to have the debates about what we should do with illegal immigration, what we could do with tax, tax reform, what we can do with a market-based uh, health care uh, program, what we can do to restore, restore uh, the rule of law and the Constitution to its rightful place, like the President did with DACA yesterday. All he did was restore that issue back into the Constitution, and the Constitution under Article 1, Section 8 says the Congress shall uh, uh, form rules on naturalization, not the President through an executive order. So what uh, President, uh, former President Obama did was unlawful. And the, the media, the, the lamestream media, had no problem with that unlawful act. All President Trump did was restore the Constitution, and everybody's got their undies in a bundle on the left yeah. anyway. And, Absolutely. Know, it's just been a, a, amazing, but I'm glad now to be a general. You know, I was a foot soldier before, but now they've put me in a position as a senior advisor and spokesperson to be a general to lead this pushback against this undermining of our constitutional Well, and I'll tell you what, it's government itself. It's it's all different layers of government undermining the Constitution. It's not just Democrats. You see Republicans resisting any kind of action to govern. Isn't it interesting they could all campaign so well, but when the rubber of campaigning met the road of governing, they haven't done much, have they? Um, and, the, and there's nobody organizing the base to put pressure on members of Congress, even. You've got people sort of flailing 
out in the ether of America saying, we elected this guy to drain the swamp. We elected this guy to get rid of a lot of regulations. We elected this guy to restore the Constitution. We elected this guy, you know, for all his warts. To restore the position of the people. It is supposed to be a government of the people, by the people, for the people, of the people. Congress doesn't act like they're governing for the people. Um, what I'd like to, what I'm hoping for is that this is one of many efforts that are launched to try to help we, the people, start pushing back against the fecklessness of government that would just like to see the status quo maintained. Sure, it's been a big void, uh, because a lot of this has been tried, uh, inside the uh, uh, the swamp, if you will, and you need an inside effort. Uh, that's what Steve Bannon, Seb Gorka, uh, and others were trying to do. A lot of other people whose names aren't, you know, they might With not no grab support headlines, from the outside, but, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's very difficult. But you all, you need a two pronged approach, and, and, and we're starting to understand it. We need an outside army. We need to open up multiple fronts against this this um, uh, push by the left to destroy and bring down. Not only this administration, because this isn't really about Trump in, in terms of the left, President Trump. This is about destroying this representative uh, constitutional government that we have. But one of the other things that America First Action is going to do, and they've already started, is support candidates nationwide for national office who are going to not only vow to support President Trump's agenda, policy, vision for America, but also once they get to Washington, we're going to hold their feet to the fire to make sure they do it because there are a lot of people who are sitting in that Congress right now, and that's who's let this country down. Donald Trump, President Trump, has led on all of these issues. He's led on all of these issues, but he's been let down by the GOP in Congress. You have all these GOP members who ran on, we're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. Didn't happen, okay? You have them talking about tax reform, well, maybe this year, maybe not year. Well, we don't know. So this is the other thing that America First uh, uh, Action is going to do, is seek out candidates and support the ones who are there who are putting their best foot forward in terms of, of allowing the executive branch. And I realize it's three co-equal branches, but the fact is uh, uh, the president leads on most of these issues. Okay, not totally, doesn't have sole power, although Obama thought he did, and everyone stepped aside, including the GOP. But uh, to make sure that, because like I mentioned with DACA, that's for Congress to straighten out. And, 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 and President Trump took some criticism for punting over to Congress. The Constitution makes it very clear that is Congress's job. And if they don't want the job, because they said it's time for them to put their big boy pants on, and tackle this issue of illegal immigration and these sanctuary cities and settle it once and for all and get something up to the president's desk that he can sign or veto. It's going to be up to him. But the inaction is a shame. And I've said that the GOP uh, leadership in, in Congress should hang their head in shame for asking us, we the people, the voters, give us the, the House, give us the Senate, give us the White House, and we'll do all these things. I remember Paul... Ryan, during Inauguration Week, saying it's time to go big and bold. Where is it? Yeah. I think everybody's asking that same question. Where is it? And why is it that you can't get people who are elected to govern to do the job of governing. Congress has been letting America down for a long time. You had the Democrats in Congress who wouldn't stand against President Obama. Then the Republicans got into the power. They didn't do anything to stand against President Obama, except campaign well against him. 
And now that they're in power, they're not doing anything to fix the problems that have been caused by decades and decades of the expansion of big government and the, and the constraints of freedom to we the people. You would expect a little bit. We haven't gotten anything. And that's what I think is really just shocking to people is why, why should we go and put forth and put forth effort to get these guys elected if they're only going to give us, you know, nice language um, and nothing beyond that? Nothing except, well, we can't do it. You know, we told you we wanted to do it, but we really can't do it. So give us another crack at the, you know, another crack at a majority. And we promise to try to do a little bit better next time. That's not exactly inspiring. No, it's not. It, it really isn't. Uh, the only leadership coming out of Washington is from President Trump, and you can see. And this goes in line with leadership. When you, when, you, when you decide, when you're in a position of leadership and you decide to lead, much like I did as the sheriff of Milwaukee County, you're sticking your neck out there for all the people to come out, take their axe, sharpen their axe, to, uh, uh, put, you know, you put a target on your back, and then they're just going to have a field day with you. You know, Colin Powell former Secretary of State, general, uh, military guy. I've written a number of works by him, and in one of his books he said, when you're in a position of leadership, be prepared to be lonely because it's lonely at the top. And, and I found that early on. But he, he mentioned you have to have the courage, in spite of all of that, to do, first of all, what your duty is. That's duty first, right? So as President, you know, Trump has to, President Trump has to you know, honor and, and, and protect the Constitution and the, the safety of the country and all those sorts of things. But also you have to take some some uh, positions that are not going to be very popular. But Colin Powell remind, me, reminded me leadership is not a popularity contest. Too many people in positions of leadership think it is a popularity contest. So they, you know, they try to gauge these things. And, well, I don't want to touch that one because, you know, it might be unpopular. Well, then I say, then get the hell out of there. Let somebody with a backbone, let somebody with more courage, let someone who's going to put country first above politics take those positions because that's the way the founding fathers envisioned for this government that we had. Leadership. Sheriff. Sheriff Clark, um, I, I'm going to keep calling you Sheriff Clark. Uh, thank you for being on my program today. I appreciate it. I wish you all the best. Please come back on the show. Please come oh, back well, on the show. Time, Wonderful. Time, Thanks for being on the program. I need to take a break here. We went a bit long. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the program. Oh, what a fun show. Fun, I tell you. Almost as much fun as you might have going to the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Um, yeah, Clark will be back. And um, impossible to contain. What they, what the, the Milwaukee media try to do, every single story, I don't care what story it is, they just simply tried to find ways to constrain and contain Clark. They wanted him in, in, the, in the appropriate box of liberal or at least, you know, proper Democrat black sheriff who just kept his head down and shut up, which is, you know, what, why you constantly hear this, um, the jail deaths, the jail deaths. Kenosha has had as many jail deaths as Milwaukee. Milwaukee actually had an, an audit done of the jail, and it was rated exceptional on almost every single category. Dane County has had as many jail deaths. Brown County. But you're not hearing anybody focus on that. Yeah, there were deaths at the Milwaukee County Jail. Um, some jail staff are going to be disciplined, in fact. 
But to try to keep finding a way to hang that albatross around Clark's neck, that's what the media does. It happened at the jail. Clark is the county sheriff. We can use this ad nauseum to beat him up. Well, now they can't because he's escaped containment. And it might even be worse for the liberals in the media with Clark in his new position going forward. I hope so. I'm out of time. Have a good day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.